So I've already put in the effort to create this thing. And then you sort of like dismiss it like it's so easy for me to go back and redo this thing. Yeah. No. So that has also been a, a huge bruise because it's like, do I really want to commit all this time and effort into one? Like last year was a year that taught me that these some of these brands are not collaborating with you. They're just employing you. That's true. They'll they'll say all the most amazing things to woo you, and then when the contract is signed, running an African startup is very different than running a startup anywhere else in the world. There's the tech OGs, guys who've done it for a while. There's the new kids on the block. There's the VCs, impact investors, government stakeholders, and everybody else. It is a crazy show. And if you have been running a startup or know somebody who has, the one thing everybody has is war stories. My name is Tony Domo, and my African startup story is about those war stories. It's about trying to find the African inside the business, wherever the startup founder is from. It's about being able to stand up for what you believe in, to keep integrity at the forefront of what you're running, and try not to go crazy while you do it. So even as you listen, whether you're a startup founder or in any of these sectors I've mentioned, may you learn something, be inspired, maybe even start your own business. Welcome to my African startup story. Enjoy. Hey, what's good? How's everyone doing? It's been a while, I know. Six weeks is what happens when you're starting a new company and life is just happening. Um, last podcast from Patricia Kihoro. I know we're still in 2020, we're getting into 2021, and we've taken some time to get the podcasts out, but we have 15 podcasts coming out every day for the next two weeks. You're going to love them. Everybody from Audrey Cheng, Faris Kaburo, Mark Wangi, all these guys have come through. We've recorded them, we've cut them up, and you'll even see YouTube videos. So that's going to be really exciting. But right now, Patricia Kihoro on her last part of what it's like to be an influencer, the business behind it, the mind behind it, and what her plans are for 2020 and 2021. Mm -hmm that at the time I was doing Groove Theory, okay. a TV show on yes. Zuku, yes. and that was 2013. And the producer of the show yeah. and, and her husband, who was a writer on the show, mm. so the producer, her name was Daisy. And I, you know, she was very caring and nurturing. Yeah. So she'd notice sometimes when I come in and I'm a bit, a bit stressed mm. and whatnot, and I'm like, yeah, I'm seeing this guy, but he's just strange and dodgy and duh. He, he goes, no, he was supposed to show up. He didn't. He doesn't respond to messages. He just a stressful situation. Yes. Yes. PG family show. Yes, I was about <laughs> to say some choice words. Um, and so her and her husband used to write these plays mm -hmm. um, on marriage, just different marriage stories, hilarious comedy, dramedy. And so she was like, hey, how about we write a play about being single? So how that came to be is that I would meet with them for lunch mm -hmm. and we just sit and talk. And the husband would write out, script like out flesh out a, a script. Eventually what he wrote, I just didn't feel aligned to. Yeah. And then when we started rehearsals, the people that they had cast, I didn't feel like a couple of them. I just didn't feel like, like, for instance, the love interest. Mm -hmm felt like playing against him he seemed so much older okay. it just i didn't feel like it would be believable yeah, yeah. and then they put out the poster for the show and it was just my face hmm. my name okay and i was like this looks like a one woman show this looks like an album launch yes. so i just on the tuesday the show was supposed to be on friday on the tuesday i was just like really strongly in my heart i'm like i can't do this either we postpone it or we just cancel yeah so they listened they were like okay fine 
what what do you want to do? It's like the only person I can trust to play against me on stage is Jason Runo. Mm. I'm thinking about what we're going to do. Mm. But let me call him and ask him if he's available. Okay. I call Jason. And this is the Tuesday before the Friday? Yes. Okay. Now, Creative, I see this. Jason Runo is an old friend of mine. I met him when I was 17. You wow. remember that that time I was supposed to like submit that let that essay for JA? That one for JA, yes. That morning when I submitted it was the day I met Jason Runo. Wow. He was a volunteer for JA. Uh-huh. At the time, he was working as a news anchor. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting in the room, though it was a JA event, mm-hmm. and thinking, this is that cute news anchor. I'm mm-hmm. going to say hi, I'm going to say hi, I'm going to say hi. Hi, Jason. And at some point, I was like, hi, Jason. Hi. <laughs> you. What's up? Hi. And we just became friends, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is cut to... 2013 life in the single lane i called him and then i came i sort of just had the idea that what what about just doing different scenarios of dating different guys that i've dated in nairobi and then i i like talk about it and then i act it out and then i sing a song about it because you know there's i feel like there's a song to every situation and that's what we did we didn't have a script so we just had the scenarios okay dude number one church Dude number two, blankets and wine. So like different places you can meet guys. And then me and Jason, like our rehearsal was just hanging out at my house. Okay, so e apa tutenda date. Yeah. Alafu nikiuliza kahawa when when they ask what will you have, I'll say, um I'll have a, an Americano. Alafu tauliza single or double. Alafu ndasema single. Uh. <laughs> like those are the cues. <laughs> you know, like it was just so those were the cues. So basically what I went on on stage with was the church blankets and wine artist dude uh like just and a list of the guys. Else. Yes. You understand how crazy that is, right? So that's why I was saying the only person I could trust to go on stage with me was Jason. Because you believed he was able to do the same thing? Yes, because we've hung out yeah. numerous times. So he knows you. We just crack up. Okay. Right? Yeah. Like we just riff off of each other. That's a risk. And it's crazy because, <laughs> oh yeah, so the guy and the song that would come after there, that after, scene. Of course, after the scene. And the song, you wrote it or you copied no, it? No, so some, I think two or three of the songs were original songs of mine mm-hmm. and then the others were just covers. Right. And I remember after the first show, this guy who's older yeah. calls me and he's just like, Patricia, I'm so disappointed in you. Hmm? You and Jason are dating. Like, you guys are having a thing. Huh? You know he's not single, eh? So, like, Patricia, I can't believe it. Like, you'd actually, like, you know, he has, he's not single. Hmm? You guys, that chemistry is not, is not fake. And I was like, dude. Jason is my homie. Jason and I have never dated. Like, we've been boys. So it was that believable. I was like, but I was like, I was so proud of myself. Yeah, like, yeah. Wow. And what did, what did the producer and his wife think? So they were so gracious mm-hmm. because the next time I did the show, I did the show two weeks later mm-hmm. because the first time it sold out and there are guys who were sent home. Whoa. So I, I was like, let me do it the second time because yeah. of the guys who missed it. Uh-huh. But then what ended up happening is some guys who watched it came again, brought their friends. So you got packed again. The ones who missed it came again. So it sold out again. Wow. And at this point, I told the couple, I was like, yo, uh, so these are the options. Like, first of all, I'm so grateful that you guys. Start, help me start this out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so 
this is what it looks like at this point. So it feels like when we do the show next, because the first time, as much as we sh- changed everything, mm-hmm. they still paid me a salary. So yeah. I didn't make any money off of tickets. Yeah. It was yeah. still the same rate. Yes. Yeah. Even though last minute, I then became director. Mm. Actor. <laughs> scriptwriter, yeah. Producer, yeah. Executive producer. So we, we sat down, the yeah. three of us, mm. and looked at what it looked like moving forward. And they were like, you know, we are, we actually understand if you want to continue on your own. Yeah. Because we see that our role here would just be ticket sales. That's it. And I was just like, okay, and they were so gracious. They're like, if you need any advice, any contacts, you know, we're here, we're happy. Fantastic. And I was like, yo, cool. But then what then happened when I did it the third time, Mm. I did everything myself. Wow. So sourcing a new venue, designing the posters, (laughs) getting them printed, logistics, casting. Because the third time I did it, I had now four guys. And this was your... It became your thing. Mm-hmm. No, it was your thing. Your it was thing. my thing. And was this, this was the first thing that was your thing. Mm-hmm. And that's 2013. Yes. How was that? It was cool. I mean, it's it's good to have this first thing that I do sell out every time. Because mm. every time I've done it, it's sold out. Every single time. You've yeah. Done it, it's sold out. Yeah. That's which, crazy. Which is cool. Do you understand that? What does that tell you? Uh... People like to laugh at my stories. <laughs> Actually, so what the feedback I got from the third time, I did it because there were people in the audiences from outside, mm. outside. different countries. Mm. And I had people come up to me and say, you know, if you brought this to, I'm from Sweden. I, for some reason, that's the country that came to my mind as well. If you brought this to Sweden, we would love it. Okay, that's... That's, possibly that's probably horrible. Yeah. yeah, but you know, <laughs> that's like, so <laughs> <laughs> forgive me, please. But <laughs> yeah, people. yeah. So it was, it was, it was really, it was really cool mm. to hear that. But at the same time, I think I had people really close to me over the years, sort of say certain things that kind of just stabbed, stabbed, yeah. and you know, it's the people closest to you who can hurt you the most. So I think yeah. I sort of believed them. So I started to shy away from that scene, singing, or I kind of just started to doubt a lot of things that I did. Mm-hmm. So I focused on the radio show and... And you didn't build a machine around yourself. Did you ever think, oh, uh, Gary Vee is this motivational speaker and he's got a vain media company around him or or Kevin Hart is this comedian and he's got this whole company around him that he's built to, to make all this did you ever think that way I think that's the thing that I didn't know how to do mm. yeah so I didn't so I like I've been a one woman show for a very long time yeah so even when I got into more content creation and collaborations with brands everything I would do myself right. I just felt like I can learn this I can do it. Yeah. So why is that? You can trust other people to do it. You do not want. Do not want or know how to build a business, or did you not cross your mind to do I that? I think it's a weakness mm. where I'm. I don't know how to delegate. Mm-hmm. I really struggle with it, mm. and 
also just being very particular about things. So if I then delegate a job to you and then maybe a couple of small things aren't the way I need them to be. There's a layer of dust here in the bathroom. It's either I can tell you and then if you don't get it the second time, mm. I don't want to offend you. So you do it yourself. So I'm like, oh, thank you. I should have just done this thing myself anyway. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So looking back, like all the posts, aside from the first poster, mm. all the posters for Life in the Single Lane, I did myself. All the posters for Afro Central, I did myself. Any of the content that I've ever shared on my platforms, I did it myself. I learned photography. When I started doing YouTube, I learned how to shoot and edit. Um, you know, I learned Final Cut off of YouTube. Everything I pretty much learned off of YouTube. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess it's that's a strength, but at the same time, it's a weakness. My makeup, like, you know, I've watched some of my friends grow and grow their team. So show up to a gig with a makeup artist, mm -hmm. then get a stylist, mm -hmm. then da, 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 da. They, they just keep, it becomes. Yes, yeah. they grow their team mm -hmm. and. And does the output grow and does mm -hmm. the numbers grow? Yes, and okay. that's something that I've witnessed and I've seen. And last year was a year when I, at this point, Last year, I was like, okay, I need help. Okay. And last year was a year where I tried to find an assistant. I remember I put out a call for an assistant mm. and I got about three to 400 emails. Three to 400 emails. And that overwhelmed me. And you stopped. I was just like, I can't, can't do this. I need an assistant to get through these emails. <laughs> to get an assistant. <laughs> Yo. It was crazy. And you stopped? You did not get an assistant? So I, I somebody sh so somebody showed up to Speakerbox, which okay. is a gig I host on Wednesdays, yeah, yeah. and said, hey, my name is so-and-so. I can imagine you must have gotten a lot of people responding. Mm. So if you need help going through those emails, I can do that for Magic. you. Magic. And I was like, in fact, yeah. you are the one. And it is you that I've been looking for. Yes. yes. And we worked together for a couple of months, and then he had to travel mm. to the States for a month. Yeah. But when he came back... We had a conversation and it was clear because he wants to go into production, okay. stage production. He's an actor. Yeah. The kind of help I needed from an assistant was at the time, not stuff that I felt like it, it wasn't stuff that was building him. Mm. You know what I mean? Did he say that or did you say that? We had that conversation okay. and he also felt the same way. Because, so I was like, okay, yeah. he, you know, I put him in touch with production people. Mm. So he found the place that's right for him. Did you replace him? No. Ah. I tried. Did you? Did the 400 emails come back? Somebody else reached out to me and was oh. like, hey. And it, was an it was an afternoon when I was so overwhelmed. And then this email comes through. Hey, I'm not so sure if you found an assistant, but I just thought to write to you. Da, 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 da. And I called her immediately. And I was like, hey, can we meet tomorrow? I'm like ready to go. Yeah. And we met. And she's great, mm. but then there's that thing, like she's come through, she's come through. Uh, there was one task I needed her to do. And then when she finally did it, this is now over December, 
This one that just passed. Mm -hmm. Uh. It took, like, I needed something done urgently, and Mm. it took her a couple of weeks to do it. Mm. And when she did it, the platform that I had shown her to use, she basically said she couldn't figure it out. So she did it. She just sent me, she sent it on a different software. And so I had to go and do it myself. And... I mean, I, I found a videographer, I found a graphic designer, and I think being an artist myself, the struggle, an artist who can do all these things, one, I really struggle with giving criticism where it's like, okay, I would prefer it like this, right? Especially with people who are artists who are so they're sensitive about their art yeah. and the thing is the people I found are really good at what they do yeah. and I want them on my team because of how they do the things that they do and there's that but then there's other elements where there's the the stuff that we want to create I want us to create together where they're like doing the best of what they do mm. and they're calling the shots and I'm like dope mm. I'm good mm. but then there's other things that you need to, to be done, you know, if you a, the way I need them to be done, yeah. if a brand needs it to look like this. Yeah. And it feels like I, I've felt a little bit of pushback mm-hmm. when I'm giving, I'm like, okay, this needs to be like this. And it's like, but I made the creative decision to do it like this. And I'm like, I understand that, but this is how I need it to be. Yeah. And so that has also just made me sort of reel back. Did you feel like, do you, Taking that point, do you feel like um, your artistic persona could use a business persona? Yes. Okay. So you feel like I know that for sure, for sure. But then it's also finding that person. Right. And it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult because at the same time, I think just knowing how sensitive I am, I also understand how sensitive. Yeah. So I know I need that manager, mm. business manager person, mm. but even finding that, it's like, where do I even start? What would happen, what's for you in your mind, what would, what would happen if, if that person showed up? What would that look like for you? Whether it's financially or brand-wise or reach-wise or influence-wise? So, I think I need someone mm. who, Sex in the City, the first movie, yeah. Carrie Bradshaw has broken up with this dude who doesn't show up for the wedding. Mm. And then after she's recovered from the sadness and she's trying to get her life back together, she goes looking for an assistant. And the person that she ends up working with is somebody who sort of just comes in and takes charge. Completely. It was ridiculous. Right? Yeah. And I feel like, and this is something that I've said to the two people I've tried to work with in mm. the past, mm. I, like the first one, for instance, I also told, because he's so young, I needed somebody who could also come and sort of take a look at my life and be like, okay, this is where we need to start organizing this, 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 this. He came in expecting me to say, to give instructions. And so we also like, were sitting there. Kind of looking at each other. Confused. (laughs) Like, where do you want this to go? No, 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 no. where do you want this to go? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Like, I feel like I've gotten to a point where it's like just clutter. Yeah. My life is clutter. Mm. It's dope stuff, but it's all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And trying, I need somebody who can come in and sort of 
look and say, okay, cool. So this mm. is. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You are a product. Mm. Mm. Sure. Yes. Because you are the one that creates the things that people like. Mm. In business, we call that a product. Mm -hmm. What you don't have is the mechanism around it. Mm -hmm. The business model. Yes. Canvas. Yes. In closing, <laughs> because now yeah, we've been playing on five hours now. Yeah. This is not even a podcast. This is a TV show. Episode. <laughs> Season um, one. <laughs> In closing, when you... You've been very successful at a lot of things you've done by winging it. Yeah. Essentially, mm -hmm. right? And there's a lot of people who look at you and think, wow, 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 my gosh. This guy put so much effort in. Which I do. You do. As much as I'm winging it, I kind of. You're winging it with passion. And yeah. Focus and mm -hmm. drive and mm -hmm. tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. And you're very skilled at what you do. I think I'm always learning. One of the things people do. I haven't even asked a question. You can't doubt, man. What's wrong with you? This is wait, 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 wait. This was good, man. I, I apologize. I apologize. What I was going to say, I'm also always learning. Like, um, if I'm up in the middle of the night, most probably I'm watching YouTube tutorials on more editing. How-tos. Things, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lighting, equipment. Everything. Yeah. And I really do invest in my equipment. So like last year I got burgled and I lost my laptop, my camera while I was away. But it's like, okay, cool. These are the things that make me money. So I need to get some more fresh stuff. Yes. Did yes. you show them? Wow, 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 wow. Yes. Yeah? I have yes. home insurance. Okay. So you showed those ones? The, the, so the home insurance. The Google ones. Oh, the, what, those ones hadn't been insured, no. Right. The painful things was my hard drives, the backups. Yeah. Goodbye. Gone. Cloud storage? Now I've started. Well, after that. Yeah. Like, essentially, like, everything on my phone is on the cloud. Yes. Because majority of my content was also... On your phone. Yeah. Yeah. But I have new hard drives. Mm -hmm. A very, very large Dropbox or Box or G Drive account? Yeah. So, yeah, I have those. Okay. I paid for premium. Yeah. I just haven't, like, synced. What? Which is what I hadn't done last time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so you really need this business help, huh? Mm. Okay. So in closing, um, <laughs> what is your 2020 forward plan? What do you want to see? So 2020... If your vision board was put before you right now, what would you have? Money. That. And rest. Okay. At the same time? I Like 2020 is the year I want to sort of step back mm. and declutter my mind. Mm-hmm and get back into doing all these things that I love okay. without the stress that has been sort of building up. Mm -hmm. Because also working with brands, another while it's like a really amazing thing to do, yeah. but there's been brands that they look at content creators like an agency. Yes. So yes. you've reached out to me to collaborate with me because you like my content. But essentially do everything. And I create the content and the first thing you say is, yeah, we like your stuff, but not like that. So I've already put in the effort to create this thing. And then you sort of like dismiss it like it's so easy for me to go back and redo this thing. Yeah. No. So that has also been a, a huge bruise because it's like, do I really want to commit all this time and effort into one? Like last year was a year that taught me that these some of these brands are not collaborating with you they're just employing you that's true they'll they'll say all the most amazing things to woo you and then when the contract is signed 
it's like a whole different ball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, I'm like, it's not worth it because this is something that I really enjoy doing and I have... I've taken on work that is taking the joy from and, it. And do you have legal advice that holds you down? Or do they come and tell you nice things, they don't put them on paper, and then you're like... No, I'm very... Like, I have my own simple contract. And there's certain questions that I ask. Okay. So... After the experience you had last year or before? Even even before, but more so now. Okay. So you, you insist on, for example, creative freedom for yourself? Those are the kinds of things that... You know, I insist on also like scope of work. Yeah. Nowadays, if a brand calls and says, "Hey, but your rate card," and I'm like, "Sorry," you know, and I try to explain. You know, this is something that, um, as much as for you, your Instagram might be just taking a picture and posting it. Mm. There's a lot more effort on our end that mm. goes into, you know, brainstorming ideas, how to bring this to life doing it in such a way that my audience doesn't get put off mm. by my content because one yeah. i also don't want my page to look like a billboard because that's not what it is that's not what it is yeah and so explaining to a brand that if you go into a supermarket you're not going to start telling guys hey nai biscuit <laughs> it's that voice hey biscuiti hey I mean, lakini. <laughs> and brand education. Do you guys talk to? Have you have you ever thought about having a program where you engage brands to understand the influencer mindset? I have thought about it. No, have you done something? So like much. Okay. But also, like. It's work. Right now, I'm choosing to do it with every brand that I speak to. Yeah. So over the years, I actually have been having conversations with, you know, anybody who reaches out to me, and we speak about. Sometimes they'll they'll have some ideas where I'm like. Nope, no. that's not a good idea. No. Don't host a competition and ask bloggers to blog about your product and then the winner will get a TV. Wow. Because every, you're expecting everybody to work and you're still getting work out of it and this is work that people are paid for. Yes. And this is what they use to pay their bills. I will not pay my bills with a TV. Hosting, you should host that show. You should host that, that show. I think it would be very interesting for a lot of companies to come in here, what you have to say. Yeah. And, and also, the, the other thing is when you talked about brainstorming and the ideas, do you do it yourself or do you get people around you? So far, I've been doing it myself, but also just based on, because like I said, some people are actual content creators with content calendars and shoot days and scheduling their content. Yeah. Personally, myself, no. me, it's just day to day. You just wing this vibe. So, but you do it with such experience that it's not even winging anymore. It's almost as if I think you've kind of worked your way into being a real professional. The stuff that I enjoy the most and the stuff that I'm proudest yeah. of is stuff that comes up like, oh goodness, oh, that's a great idea. And then I do it in that moment and then yeah. I post it. Yeah. And I, I can see how when you're working with a brand, mm -hmm. they most times need a plan mm -hmm. okay so what are you posting on day one mm -hmm. and on day three and then do, yeah. but for me it's like i could go from day one with the first post and then day seven i'm just like Guy. <laughs> ah, geez. and then day seven 5 p.m i'm just sitting and i'm like <gasps> Whoa. Oh, let me try this, and then you do it. twenty minutes later, I post it, 
and it's dope. There you go. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's whenever a brand reaches out to me now, I'll sort of just tell them, okay, so this is how I work. How long is your campaign period? Okay. Okay, great. One. They'll tell me their scope of work. We want eight posts. And I'm like, even in my regular life, Doesn't work that I will way. not post eight posts in two weeks. There you go. Please understand. <laughs> you've kind of come, you've come into yourself now. Yeah, and yeah. I, ca- I can't have my pages just look like... Billboards. A billboard. Mm. Because also, like, the people who follow me, I need them to... They follow me because they're plugged into me. Yeah. And I share good days i share bad days i share brands i like 90 percent of the tagged posts that i do are not sponsored it's just Mm -hmm. putting people onto stuff because i think it's dope nice and it's important for brands to realize that when they're working with content creators content creators are not the same no 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 yeah it's like having a conversation with 50 different people you will never get 50 different i mean you'll never get the same thing from all of them yeah these are different human beings yeah vision 2020 forward what's the plan it is clear money and rest because it is 2020 (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think this year the one thing i know for sure is that i need to take a break Mm. i need to scale back um, and then I need to just rediscover the joy in life. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If brands are involved, great, but only in a way that we're both mutually happy, content, fulfilled, mm-hmm. and excited. Patricia, it was good to have you. Thank you so Over much. 19 hours we have done this. You know, it starts at like 5 o'clock. It's 10.30. My gosh. Yeah, but we've had breaks, we massaged the cut, <laughs> had dinner, had children. That was a thing. Yeah. Wow. That was cool. And that was what that was. It was really cool having you over, Patricia. Fantastic conversation. You're doing super well. Looking forward a year and some now. Awesome to see how much you've grown your business, how you've grown uh, your reach, and just the person you become. So that's, that's the beauty of shows like these. You get to see where people are coming from and where they're going, and that's dope. On the next podcast, yeah, come see who's going to be in the next one. Catch you tomorrow.